This is the Public News Service Daily Newscast, March 16, 2022. I'm Gina Tempesta. We may never have to change our clocks again. Yesterday, the Senate unanimously voted to make daylight saving time permanent across the country. The House and President Biden must now approve. It's Latino Advocacy Week, the second annual initiative where community leaders champion causes that support Latinos across the nation. Suzanne Potter looks at one of the online events. The Hispanic Access Foundation is holding a series of webinars open to the public on ways to further goals on issues such as conservation and immigration reform. Jessica Godinez with the Hispanic Access Foundation says there is enormous untapped potential and an appetite for change in the Latino community. Our hope is to really provide our community with the resources and the training to take leadership of their own advocacy. And a new analysis shows Latinos were undercounted by about 5% in the 2020 census, along with other minority groups. Lily Bolke has more. Black Americans were undercounted by just over 3%, and Native Americans living on reservations by between 5 and 6%. Luke Schuster with Boston Indicators notes census data has a range of uses, from drawing political boundaries and allocating congressional seats, to distributing billions of dollars in federal funding that goes to states and localities. Any research that tries to understand big challenges facing our communities, trends, population changes, tends to use census data. And if we don't have a good, accurate count, it it can really lead to a skewing in any of those domains. Schuster adds this data is national and state level data on undercounts and overcounts are expected later in the year. But he notes that if Massachusetts undercount matches the national one, that would mean the census missed 46,000 Latino residents of the Commonwealth and almost 23,000 black residents. Families are getting financial relief through the child tax credit. New research reveals that receiving guaranteed income monthly not only reduces stress for adults, it appears to have physiological benefits for children. Here's the story. The study compared families with babies. One group receiving $20 a month and another receiving $333 monthly starting at birth. Researchers found that one year later, the babies from the families receiving extra funds had more high-frequency brain activity, which is associated with cognitive processing skills development. Aisha, a mother of three, received guaranteed income from the group Magnolia Mothers Trust, along with the Advanced Child Tax Credit. She says the two combined was life-changing. Once I became a part of MMT, it brought in extra income for my family, and it has been a great deal of hell. I don't have to worry about, you know, buying household supplies or if I'm going to have enough money in my savings to cover the bills for the month. Magnolia Mothers Trust in Jackson, Mississippi, provides guaranteed income of $1,000 a month for 12 months to at least 100 low-income Black mothers. I'm Emily Scott. This is PNS. Equal Pay Day this week highlighted ways employers can break down gender inequalities. Fair wage advocates say raising the minimum wage would go a long way to bring women back in a tight labor market, among other things. Eric Galatis has more. A new survey from the Institute for Women's Policy Research could offer a roadmap for employers to get more women back to work and ensure that they can remain on the job. Nicole Mason with the Institute says there's a significant gap between what women say they want and what employers are currently offering. Higher pay, health insurance, and workplace flexibility 
are top among the desired benefits for women who are re-entering the workforce. Between March and May of 2020, more than 12 million women lost jobs or stayed home to care for family members and supervised children. When considering future jobs, nearly 9 in 10 surveyed women report a living wage and health insurance to be very important or important benefits. More than 8 in 10 women cite retirement benefits and job security as key factors. Meanwhile, in Pennsylvania, advocates are pushing for the minimum wage increase proposed in Governor Tom Wolf's final budget. State Representative Patty Kim sponsored a bill that's currently part of that budget, and she says it's time for women to get equal billing. Let's shed the unfair label of working women, that they are somehow less reliable because they have children or they might get pregnant and leave. Instead, we should view working women as the breadwinner of households, the financial decision makers, the consumers. If women do well, the family does well. Kim's bill would raise the minimum wage and tip wages from $7.25 to $12 an hour by July. As the weather gets warmer across the country, many people look forward to filling baskets at local farmers markets. Vendors and local businesses do as well. Mike Moen checks out a coalition in North Dakota. This week, a variety of stakeholders tied to local food production took part in a workshop to discuss the intersection of farmers markets and community support. Becca Jablonski is an economist at Colorado State University who shared research on the topic. She noted that while these markets might not be huge economic engines, they do create positive gains that are felt in a variety of ways. Those sectors that are impacted are not just going to be, in the case of a farmer's market, farming sector, right? They're also going to be the places where employees, for example, spend their money. So in things like childcare and grocery store sales. She notes that vendors often purchase local equipment, animals, and other essentials to help with their food production, adding to the ripple effect. Leaders from some North Dakota markets say common obstacles include access to suitable venues, as well as connections to local business leaders who could help with sponsorships. Simone Way with the Red River Market in Fargo says local marketing partnerships are another way communities can help these ventures succeed and become an economic asset. This is Gina Tempesta for Public News Service. Find our trust indicators at publicnewsservice.org.